Hello and welcome to the Life Laundry Podcast. I'm Gemma. I'm Chippy. <laughs> it was this time last week, because we record on a Thursday, mm-hmm. I got mm-hmm. off this call, I picked the boys up, dropped them at my mum's, went to parents' evening, and, and on the way to parents' evening, Joe was like, why are you wearing a t-shirt when it's so cold? So I was like, I'm really hot. And then I was like, oh, I'm going to do a COVID test. <laughs> Did you just want to get out of parents' evening, Chippy? Is that what it was? Parents' evening. I was the super spreader for the day. I sat very far away from the teacher and I had my face mask on and she had it at half term. And she's there now. She's fine. I didn't give it to her. But yeah, I got home and I said to my mum, oh, I think I'm going to take a COVID test when I get home because we have people coming for the weekend. And my mum, in a typical mum way, I don't know if your mum's like this, but my mum was like, don't be so stupid. You don't have COVID. I was like, oh, thanks. Oh. Anyway. No, my, my, dad, my dad is the one that if anyone's ill or shows any type of weakness, he'll just shout at you because he can't handle it. What are you ill for? Why is she ill? I'm like that. Like if Joe coughs at the moment, I'm like, I can't, I cannot, I cannot, I can't. No, no. He's, and then yesterday he's like, I think I'm going to do a COVID test because I keep coughing. I'm like, no, do one, but it's a no. I will tip X out any line that appears. No. Poor Joe. Aww. It's because... I mean, you know, in a way, it is good that you finally joined the COVID club. I have. Yeah. I mean, I do think I had it when Ned had it in October, but I wasn't showing up on lateral flows, but I did have the same viral feeling and I have to sleep so I kept having to homeschool and then lie on the sofa and be like I'm, I'm gonna set my alarm for 10 minutes boys just 10 minutes I need to sleep 10 minutes and then uh mm. but didn't have the chest thing how are you feeling uh, I feel quite shit actually well I don't <clears throat> I felt like I had problem not problems breathing because that sounds really bad but like my chest has definitely been tight and I've been really pleased I don't have asthma. Um, so my chest has been really tight and I was at my mum's yesterday doing some work because she was out and I was just sitting with her dog for a bit. And suddenly I was like, oh, I definitely feel like I'm I'm not getting enough air in and I, I need to be in my bed. So I went home and I passed out on my bed. And when I woke up, I was like, oh, it's gone. But you didn't actually pass out? No, I didn't pass out, pass out. But usually like, when I go to bed to sleep, I'm like, oh, now I'll scroll my phone for a bit. And I was literally just like asleep. Yeah. And then I woke up and I still felt ill, but I was like, oh, I think it's gone. Because I had a negative test the day before and then a positive test yesterday morning. And I was feeling mm-hmm. really rubbish again. And so then I did a positive te- a, a test yesterday afternoon at about half past four and it was negative and then I had a negative one this morning but I still you know when you've done you've been swimming when you're a kid and you do a roly-poly underwater and you get water up your nose and yeah you get a headache I feel like that all the time and last night I had a really sore tummy like I had trapped wind but didn't have trapped wind but you know that kind of feeling right. yeah but it wasn't, and considering I'm like sick bug phobic, it wasn't like, oh my God, oh, it was literally like, no, I just feel like I've got really bad wind. But it just all felt very weird. Anyway, 
So I'm, I'm oh, just... Yeah. Oh, that's good. That's always a good sign. But it's funny you should say that because ever since I had it the first time round, <clears throat> if I get dehydrated, <clears throat> I feel like I'm like... I, yeah. I feel like my snot gets really sticky. <laughs> About this, this is the thing. I feel like until I can kind of track when I think day one was. I was coughing for days. But I on Tuesday, I had this tight feeling in my chest. And I'd been shoveling earth the day before. So I was like, oh, it's because I'm not used to doing that action or whatever it was. And then it went away. And when I tested positive, I didn't have it. So I was like, oh, I I didn't think anything of it. And then it came back and I was like, oh, God, it's definitely, I was saying to my mum, it definitely feels viral in that I used to get a lot of viruses when I was little, like, and I just, that headache and the sleepiness and the something's not quite right feeling. But the chest thing it, that was what was so weird because obviously with COVID and everyone having to be on machines and everything, and that was it was the breathing thing that's really hard to imagine. I think because I don't have asthma, so I, I don't have anything to. But it was really weird when I was like, "Oh, I feel like I'm not getting enough air in." Um, yeah, and I remember you saying for months, like you. I remember when you. I think you came on here and did an episode, and you were like. I finally feel like I went to the gym and I yeah. could do it normally. Yeah. So I think that's I think it's very similar, I think, to like glandular fever, like your recovery, you need to sort yeah. of like. And someone was asking me about it because they were like, oh, have you got it really badly? Because I have been in bed. Um, and I was like, no, and it's not as bad as glandular fever for me. It hasn't been as bad as glandular fever and it hasn't been... Um, as bad as tonsillitis but I think that's partly because I a haven't had a very bad probably haven't had it very badly I've had all my jabs and my boosters and I'm reasonably healthy in that I don't have asthma I've never had any breathing problems and with glandular fever I mean it's months months of awfulness and tonsillitis because because I I was the girl who cried wolf so because I'd bunked off school so much I had tonsillitis every month for years and everyone just thought I was faking and my tonsils were really bad and that was awful and even now when I get a cold I'm like it's not tonsillitis it doesn't fucking matter as long as it's not tonsillitis it doesn't matter so it wasn't as bad as those two things for me but it was definitely, I know. I just know so many people who are like, yeah, I had it and I was fine, or I had it and I was asymptomatic, or uh, I definitely was in bed. Yeah. You know? Um, and sometimes possibly I was in bed and if I'd been a single mum, I would have been okay, I'd have been up. I was in bed because I could be. Mm. But then there were some times where I was like, shit if I was if I was on my own and my kids would I'd have to be ordering food in I'd be I'd be on the sofa with them but I would 
Um, I do have a tale to tell. Um, I I, I told Chippy the tale to try and cheer her up when she was like on COVID day 5,000. And I was like, I'll tell her a story to cheer her up. Can you remember it? Oh, yeah. So, um, you know, like everyone, everyone, you all know, right, that me and Chippy aren't very social, are we? And now imagine everyone with their headphones and going, no. Oh, can I just do a shout out to the, I think it's Chanel, the laundrette, who posted the picture of the mug in the Facebook group. Did you see it? No. I fit, She's mad to me, but to be honest, we could both have that mug. Although, oh, it, hold on. Um, I'll see. Here it is. You got it? Read it I out. I don't remember what I wanted. I don't remember what I wanted to be when I grew up, but I'm sure it wasn't an anxious, people-hating, sarcastic bitch with a horse problem. There we go. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Oh, actually, um, I also wanted to give a shout out. I just want to make sure I get a name right. To um, Karen Ann. Who did you see it? Karen Ann says, We've got ghosts. I've seen her. <gasps> yes. And I thought, do you know what? Really, it was very much because you know, when you read that and you're like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, not in a bad way, but you're like, Yeah, you've seen it like people see ghosts and everything. But I th- believe that she saw her just from the waist down. So I was like, Tell me. She was sitting on the loo. I mean, yeah, the she said, I was on the loo, not the ghost. I don't think ghosts do that but that was so I think we've all been for a pee in the night at like definitely throughout my entire childhood this was true but possibly when I've been older as well where you are so fucking terrified that you're going to see something that you just don't like you're just like don't look you never had that well I I do now 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 (laughs) that I read this this is what she said I saw her from skirt down. Her skirt was calf length and her legs were in Victorian boots. I was on the loo with the door open. My husband saw her going down the stairs. I don't mind saying, but I kept my eyes closed. She's friendly, but my daughter feels that she's just accepting of us being here. Yeah. It's the thing of the house that I grew up in. The bathroom, we had an L-shaped corridor upstairs and the bathroom was at one end. And mine was at like the middle corner of the L. So I just had to walk in a straight line to get to the bathroom. But the bathroom was next to the spare room that gave me and my sister the willies. And we used to have to, I used to have to, and there was a mirror opposite the spare bedroom door. And I was convinced that if I looked in the mirror at night, I would see something. And my sister, it turns out, was exactly the same. Until that bedroom was done up when I was like 16 both of us couldn't look in the mirror, couldn't look in the spare room, had to run to the bathroom if we needed to pee at like three in the morning. We'd just peg it into the bathroom because we couldn't look. And that just, that thing where she says she's sitting on the loo and she sees the skirt. Well, I've got something, I'm, I'm going to put a pin in my social story because I just remember something. Oh, okay. Story time with Gemma. It's a bit macabre. Okay. It's a bit macabre. Well, I'm okay with that. Um, yeah, but I'm, 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 I'm sort of telling the laundrettes. Tell me. Don't tell the laundrettes. <laughs> it's just between me and you, Chippy. No one else is listening. Um, <laughs> um, 
Uh, you know, like this whole thing that's going on the, across, uh, in Ukraine. Yeah, yeah, I've heard of it. Okay. Um, the night before it happened, I had an extremely lucid dream. Really glad. And the dream was there. Thought you said something else. An extreme loose. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So you had your lucid dream. And in the, the dream was just a statue of a man, grey statue, being pulled with ropes, toppling it. Okay. That was all the dream was. Okay. Were you pulling the ropes or just seeing it happen? No, I was just observing, almost like I was watching it on telly. Okay, and I'm just putting it here for everybody. So if we ever see this, the ropes were orange. Okay. And the statue was like, it was a man in like, he didn't have a hat on, it was a man. And he had like, in the statue, he had like an overcoat and he was quite slim. Right. But they were pulling him and he was falling face down. Okay. And then the next morning I woke up, checked the news. I was like, oh, fuck. Was it, was it, what was that? Are you saying that you are responsible for the war in the Ukraine? No. No, No, what I'm saying is sometimes, like, I have really lucid dreams. And in the past, I've dreamt something and it's happened. And it's and it's weird. And and I know what I know in my head what that represented, but I don't want to say it because I don't want to tempt fate. So yeah, so that's what I just wanted to share. It just it might might have been that my mind was already thinking about it because it had already been in the news lots and my mind had like run yeah. with it. Yeah. Um, but it was so starkly different to any other no- dream I'd ever had. And the reason why I'm bringing it up, I said it was macabre, is because in the past, like I've had a dream, I was in, like I was asleep, and like, and this is what reminded me of it. I, in my dream, I woke up, sat on the edge of my bed, and this lady walked in, in a surgical hospital gown, you know, the ones with the flappy bits at the back, and it was a, a relative, a fe- an old female relative of mine um not not like an immediate family member but a relative and she just stood at the top of the stairs and at the door to my room I was in my 20s and then just turned around and walked down the stairs again did you see her bum and went no (laughs) no but then when we woke up in the morning she died at three o'clock had she been in the morning yes she'd been taken into hospital it's so weird isn't it my sister and I used to be able to tell when people were going to die. Not specific people. Uh, mm. But we'd both have this feeling. And and she was bloody nails, my sister. So she'd be really stoical about it. And I would always cry, weirdly. Um, but, yeah, it's a very weird... It's very weird when stuff like that happens. It reminds me... I think I might have mentioned this, but I might not have done... There's a doctor that I follow on TikTok... It's one of those things that I started following him when he had like 
500 followers and I think he's got like 2 million now. I'm not saying I had anything to do with it, but you know. And he was doing, he was saying that a patient, that there's a patient somewhere who'd been having a brain scan and they'd had a heart attack and died for three minutes, I think. But because they were having a brain scan, they had a brain scan going while this was happening. And they said that the, the brain went became really active in the way that it is when you're dreaming or when you're having love, nice, mem- happy memories. Oh. So they said it really could be that when you die, your life flashes before your eyes because that was the similar brain waves that they were picking up on this guy when he died. Isn't that weird? And that's comforting and nice. And like that thing that's been going around a lot, which I think I knew for ages, but I don't want to say that I'm scientifically superior to, you know, scientists. But um, mm. if you have miscarriages, the I knew this anyway, because a friend of mine has babies by egg donation. And I did loads of reading up on it because she says it's she's she's very happy and and loves the babies but she was like it's just really awkward when people say that my kids look like me because they they're not my egg they're my husband there's there's nothing to do with me yeah I was doing loads of reading up on it and I was like you do know that they found the DNA of the baby in the carrier mother's brain I don't know how they work this out um and now they've it's become a big thing in the press recently, Mother Pucker and things, about how when you get pregnant, your body creates um, it's like loads of things, like like collagen is called, you get something called fetal collagen, right? Which is the collagen you make when you're little. It's really strong. It's really, but in that way, um cells from the baby go to the mother to fix things that need fixing so that's why often women look really healthy and well when they're pregnant and it's because the baby's helping boost them but it means that for anyone who has lost babies that baby's dna is always with you which is really lovely and it means that like yeah the babies that you've lost their dna is like embedded in your heart and your organs and things so my social story yeah let's four weeks ago we had some new people move in um to like one of the cottages near our house and I I because I'm such a social butterfly I immediately went over with a bottle of wine to welcome I always do that to new people but then I don't I freak out if they reciprocate. Yeah. Right. Hi, I'm Gemma. Please don't ever come to my house. Don't call me. Don't look at me. Don't acknowledge me. So like a week, a week later, the lady, no, a few weeks later, because this was last week, the, the, the lady knocked on my door. Now, I don't like spontaneity. I don't like surprises. I don't like surprise visitors. I need to know what's happening. 
Yeah. Right? And I could hear someone walking down our drive because our gravel is so deep. It's like Hastings Beach, like Brighton Beach, our gravel. You can, oh, our drive, you can hear someone coming. Um, and I'm like, someone's coming down the drive. Mike's in. Who could it possibly be? And uh, anyway, I opened the door and I didn't recognize her. Didn't recognize her. So I opened the door, went, sorry, you got the wrong house. And, and, and shut the door. <laughs> she knocked again. She went, no. It's, it's Gemma, isn't it? And I was like, yeah. She's like, I'm so-and-so from... I was like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. Oh, my God, please come in, please come in. She gives me this massive hug. I'm like, oh, God. You're like, and don't... Like, oh, you must come round. I'm setting boundaries. You must, you must come round, you must come round. So I was like, okay. And Mike's like... She went, I was like, Mike's like, what is wrong with you? Are you okay? Why are you socialising with people? And I'm like, oh! Anyway, so they invited us very nicely, invited us around for coffee. So we took the kids and um, I walked in and their house was so fucking hot, Chippy. It was so hot because obviously I'm not used to it, am I? I haven't been to your new house yet because COVID won't allow it. But now I've had COVID, I'm going to come over and lick you. But, um, (laughs) but your old house was I can vouch I can say incredibly clean but also it was very warm it wasn't huge but also because it was circular there wasn't mm-hmm. any cold spots yeah you had your log burner it was not an old house mm-hmm. double glazing it was a warm house now your new house not so much freezing cold so we so weird it's used to cold so we walked in and all of us you know when you get on a plane in a hot country and you get off a plane it hits you that wall of heat that's what it was like and um ben looked at me immediately his whole face went just boom red (laughs) and he he said to me i wish i'd put a t-shirt on underneath this jumper mummy and I looked at Tom, Tom looked at me, I looked at my, and I thought, fuck it, I'm going to say something. I said, I'm really sorry. I said, our house is so cold. It's, I said, I'm not going to be able to stand it in here. I'm going to get a hot flush. Oh, so this woman, she'd baked, she'd got, she'd got coffee on. So, and um, she's got this beautiful linen shift dress on. We're all there roasting. So she opens the bifold doors and so politely just sat there for about an hour shivering until like the temperature had acclimatized. But Thomas, my eldest, saw it as his chance to do the most thorough character assassination of his mother that I have ever seen. Holy he spent Tom. the whole two hours telling them that how I think my house is haunted, how I talk to the ghost, how I this, that, and the other. How um, and I'm just like this, you know. And you think if I say anything, I'm going to end up shouting at him. So I'm just going to have to style this out. So I spent the whole two hours, and they were looking at each other. There, I felt so sorry for them. And I eventually said, "So it's safe to say you won't be inviting me around for coffee again?" <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> That's when it all started, isn't it? Because you went out to do your Tesco's delivery. You come back. Thomas's yeah. Been- yeah, honestly. It was just so embarrassing. 
yeah and Tom's like I really enjoyed that and we were walking home I was like oh did you did you did you enjoy embarrassing your mother for the last two hours did you enjoy that but do you just wait wait until your friends are in my car because every time so far I've been very very well behaved I've not embarrassed you and I will go full on it's like oh don't don't sorry mum I can't I can't help it I'm just really honest like yeah okay but you maybe don't have to be 100% honest on the first meeting. <laughs> don't have to be honest immediately as soon as you see someone about your mother. Have you heard from her since? No. <laughs> Very well then. Um, no, so I just, just think, oh, God. That, I mean, oh, I just cringe, cringe inside when I think about it. I mean, I went for coffee with my new neighbours and realised that in the space of an hour, I'd said four times that I was hoping to be a recluse. (laughs) And eventually she was like, I thought that we'd have coffee, but it sounds like we're not. And I was like, um, I mean, I like, I mean, I like some people, but not all people. I just want, I, I like, I like being at home by myself. I can't promise I'll like you. Yeah, no, I love her. That's the thing. Also, it makes me then want to be like, but I love you. I want to be your friend, but not anyone else's. Was it it you who posted it on Instagram or someone else? It said something like, what was it? They'd reposted something and it was like, making friends as an adult is worse than dating. Like, it's so awkward. It's so awkward. I'm sure I've also said this before, but... I had this really horrible, everything was going tickety-boo. I'd literally just had Jack, I think he was about four days old, and we were going to Ned's school to do his settling in day. So this must be like end of July 20-something, 2018, 2017. And we're walking, it's sunny, the baby is teeny tiny in the pram um, I've birthed it's out that you're relieved everyone's healthy you you know you feel like the shit because you've got your you're out you've got makeup on it was hot enough that you can wear a floaty dress without feeling like a just birthed heifer and Ned Ned it was like oh I'm a bit nervous mummy I was like well like that's totally fine you are going to go and meet a whole room full of new people and that would make anyone feel nervous but you are great and lovely and kind and therefore it's gonna I know 100% that's going to be totally fine and while you're doing that I'm right next door and then I then it suddenly happened and I was like in a room full of all the mums <laughs> And literally, I was just like, this is fucking horrendous. This is, I I don't want to do this. I don't want to be making friends. And I hadn't even thought about it. And some of those women are now my closest friends. But I hadn't even thought about it until then. But I was almost like, you've got it easy. You're (laughs) poor. You're fine. I'm bloody in my 30s and I don't like people. This is going to be a nightmare. And the first mum that came up to me looked in the pram at Jack and she went, oh, so sweet. How's it going with number two? And I went, it's three. Sat down in a chair and just ate all the biscuits. Didn't talk to anyone else. 
Nice. <laughs> I was just like, great. Hopefully Ned's next door doing a lot better than I am. I am. Um, when we moved here, I took Johnny. So Johnny was two or three years old and I took Johnny to the local play group, church play group. Um, Mark, Mark, who's Mark? I, I, I'm married to Mike. Mike, I, don't, I keep doing that. I keep calling him Mark. We need to write you some flashcards. My dad's called Mark. My dad's called Mark. My husband's what? called Your Mike. Your dad's called Mark? Why did yeah. I know this? Anyway, that's a, that's a Freudian slip. Um, <laughs> yeah, so Mark. Mark Mike. Mike Mark. Um, yeah, so Mike was working away in Bournemouth. And so I took my Johnny off to this church group. And um, it was 20p to get in. So I paid my 20p went in and this woman walked over to me and I thought oh that's them <laughs> hello um which one's yours yeah like they do oh, that's mine yeah. and she said so where do you live and what does your husband do <sighs> I went um well I'm not not actually married um and we didn't we we lived on like the shitty side of town yeah and so I told her she's just walked off what a bitch. See, no. So then what I did was I went home, phoned up Mike and just went, oh, it's horrible here. I hate it. <laughs> now, I'm hoping that the chippy influenced boundary setting Gemma 2022 would have seen an opportunity to make the entire situation so unbearably awkward that it became pleasurable and would announce something like, well, I've just broken up from my husband because I probably would have said something like, I this is the thought we were in a church. <laughs> What's that got to do with it though? You can't be a bitch in a church. Oh no, I can be a bitch anywhere. Oh well, okay, well that's where my plan falls down. Do you know what Mike does that's weird in the summer? Do we want he, to? Uh, yeah, he um and he drives in bare feet. Oh, I always drive in bare feet. That's not weird. No, no. Why? Why? Oh, I love driving in bare feet. I have a feeling it's illegal. I'm going to Google it. I think it's illegal. Well, I, I usually, from IC now, I am very hypocritical and I don't care because a suit from about, they say it's going to be hot in April. As soon as it gets hot, I will put flip-flops on and they will stay on until like end of September, beginning of October. Then my Air Max will go back on. And I don't want to drive in flip-flops because sometimes the top of your flip-flop gets caught under a pedal. So it's just easier. That's why you need to Yeah. But then I will yeah. also be barefoot, like flip-flops if I must. But I have, I will go anywhere barefoot. I've got feet like a rhino. So... So I'm taking this from the RAC um, website. Um, there's a great level of uncertainty surrounding whether or not it is actually illegal to drive barefoot in the UK. So it is not illegal to drive in the UK without shoes on and the same applies for wearing flip-flops. However, there is a catch. You can get behind the wheel of a vehicle barefoot or whilst wearing flip-flops provided you are able to operate the controls safely if you do so with wet feet, for example, you might be putting yourself blah de blah de blah. 
in because your your feet will slip off the pedals. Yeah. And whilst it's not illegal to drive without shoes, it doesn't mean it's right. I mean, it's literally written on the RE. <laughs> What's wrong with driving? Okay, well, the reason why I don't like the idea of it is that when you get in your car, the footwell is dirty, right? It's got those little, little annoying little gravelly stones and they get on your feet. I mean, the, the problem we're going to come up against here is I have, by accident, I mean, God, I look like a complete twat. I'm, I'm fully accepting this. By accident, unknowingly, <laughs> When we lived in London, I to pick my children up from school with bare feet. So if, if you're, I would never do it deliberately, not because it bothers me, but because I look like a twat who's gone to pick up her kids with bare feet. But literally I got into the playground and my friend was like, where are your shoes? And I was like, shit. But if you're prepared to do that, then getting stuff on your feet from the footwell of the car is not a problem. I don't like stuff on my feet. I hate dirty feet. I can't stand. Like in the summer, when yeah. Mike wears his flip-flops and like inevitably the soles of your feet get dirty. Yeah, flip-flop foot. I make him, what? Flip-flop foot, I call it. They're yeah, I make him. <laughs> I have been known. I have been known to make him go up the stairs on his hands and knees so he doesn't stand on the carpet. So now we don't usually do shout outs. There's a lot of there's a lot of things we don't do because it's not fair. But I would say there's a product that has revolutionized my fit flip flop foot. Flip flop foot. Tropic foot pebble. Say what you like about network marketing, whatever. Say eh, tropic doesn't help my face. Don't care. Their foot pebble. And believe me, I get sent more foot stuff to try than anything else. I don't know why, but their foot pebble. Probably because everyone sees you going around in bare feet. Probably because everyone's like, please, we can't look at these anymore. But um, <laughs> like, it's phenomenal. I've tried all kinds of body scrubs on my feet, everything. The foot pebble does the job and it lasts forever. So I'm just saying now. If you get brown feet from wearing flip-flops or bare feet all summer, get the Tropic Foot Pebble. You can get it from our friend Karen for Derek. I'd have to, I'd have to do it for him. He wouldn't get round to it. Well's minty, so it's not like... And it's grey and manly. No, it's just he wouldn't get round to it. He doesn't have time. He doesn't have time to wash. <laughs> what is it? Is it like a pumice? It's like a minty... It looks like a pumice. It's probably got pumice in it. It's like a soap bar. Oh. So you literally just, while you're in the bath or the shower, scrub it on your feet and it gets off dead skin, dirt. Like, it, it properly works. And I cannot tell you how many things I've tried on my feet. I'm just going to Google it. Oh, oh, it's nice. It's quite cheap, isn't it? It's only nine pounds. Yeah, it's great. And like it's proper big, so like it's going to last you a year. I'll yeah, season. So, what's been your positive of the week, Chippy? My positive of the week. 
well, I mean, I've got fucking COVID. What's there to be positive about? No, my positive of the week, I mean, the sunshine goes a long way, doesn't it? I stood in the sun. I had a friend round for coffee today. And while I was waiting, because our house is hard to find, so I quite often go and stand in the road. And while I was waiting, I just was like, oh, my God, standing in the sun can make a huge difference. So I guess my positive is having a negative COVID test this morning, despite still feeling butters and standing in the sunshine. Bit of spring sunshine. <gasps> no, I know what my positive is. Okay. Last yesterday, we gave birth. Yesterday, one of the duckling eggs hatched. Oh, you sent me the video. I've watched it about 80,000 times. Big and fluffy now. He's, and he's got huge duck feet. I'm going to send it to you right now, Gemma. But this is, so this is my my firstborn of the ducklings. Um, look at his foot. Oh, I mean, oh, I mean, you, oh, he's going to be a little heartbreaker, isn't he? So the school have no idea what kind of duck it is. And I was looking and I was like, I think it's going to be an Aylesbury duck. So then I looked up Aylesbury duck and it was like, has the loudest quack, needs loads of room. And I was like, oh, for fuck's sake. It reminds me of someone. Does it? It reminds me of a cartoon duck, not Donald. Not Donald. It reminds me. How many ducks do we know? I mean, it looks like a drawing of a duckling. If you yes. could, so cute, so it? cute. It's just divine. I'm so I just love it so much. Um, but none of its siblings have been born yet, so they're getting a bit panicked. Oh, but I think that I think it's just an overachiever. What's your positive maybe, week, Gemma Bray? Maybe it's not a duck. Maybe it's Big Bird. That would be upsetting, wouldn't it? I fucking hate Big Bird. Sunny day, everything's no. okay. That's how it goes. Friendly neighbours, oh, that's where we meet. What were you watching? Tell me how to get, how to get to Sesame Street. Sesame Street was brought to you today by the numbers. You know the guy <laughs> who ran the hardware store in Sesame Street? One ah ah. My um, I used to watch the count with Ned. Ned, when Ned was obsessed with Dracula and really bad at maths, the way I I was like, right, what we need is Sesame Street. I loved Sesame Street. Yeah, who who there anymore? I don't know. He used to be on every lunchtime. Oh, I loved it. Um, my positive of the week, um, I had a washing line. Yeah, about 10 minutes of clean sheet Tuesday. I put four pillowcases on it and it fell off the wall. Oh, that's annoying. What do you mean? I said a pit. Huh? What happened? What, ha- what outside? Yeah. It fell off the wall? Yeah. Oh, that's annoying. <laughs> annoying. I just sent a picture of it to Mike saying, my joy was short-lived. I would have sent it saying, do better. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'd 
waited two weeks for him to put that thing up. And then it was a lovely sunny day on Clean Sheet Tuesday. I was so excited. I got four pillowcases on there, went back in to get the basket with the rest of the sheets, and they were just on the floor like that. That's so annoying. What is putting you on the spot here? But just to answer my own question. Yeah. What is Friday Focus tomorrow? Um, garden or outside space. It's week eight. Oh, it's week eight. End of the... Um, and I think I I will lead the chorus of, of all the laundrettes because I know that everybody in the laundrette would like to wish Chippy well. <laughs> Thanks, everyone. Except um, everyone I've offended on this episode of the Live Laundry Podcast. Um, and get better soon. And we shall speak to you all next week. Say goodbye, Chippy. Bye-bye. Not forever. <laughs> it sounded like you were going to off me. <laughs> <laughs>